0: Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast?
1: Yeah man, well turn it up man!
0: This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of December 27th, Season 3, Episode 51. Chris here inside the garage with a full crew today. Charles and crew, what's going on, guys? Heyo! And we have somebody here who hasn't been here in a long time, but a good old friend of the podcast. George, what's up, man?
2: Hey, how's it going, bro? Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Good to have you back. And this is the... back. He is. And this is a special (laughs) episode, guys. This is the last episode of the year. It is. It's a Christmas special. Going out Church. with a bang, with a grand finale here. And he's um, and black. Even right. at the eleventh hour. At the <laughs> eleventh <11th> hour. <laughs> All right, so we got some things to talk about this week, including apparently Eric Clapton is suing an old widow over a bootleg CD. Mm. Uh, so Lame. we'll talk about what the deal is with that.
3: He's an anti vaxxer now. I mm. know, yeah, okay. and
0: we'll get into that too. So that's part oh, of. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, that's it's not part of the the lawsuit, but that's oh. something that's mentioned. Uh, Deftone's Chino Moreno signing a new record deal with his uh, side group Crosses with Warner Music. Uh, Newfound Glories' Chad Gilbert underwent successful surgery to remove a a tumor of his adrenal gland. So we'll talk about what happened there. Weezer is headlining a free concert in Vegas next month. And lots of things happened, and all of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Don't forget, for three ninety nine a month, you guys can get access to our exclusive interviews that we did at AfterShock Festival that we have with a bunch of uh, really cool musicians, as well as all of our advertisements, our weird dark humor ads that we have that a lot of people really seem to enjoy. So I'm glad you guys are getting a kick out of it. And now it's uh, available to stream as much as you want. You can listen to all of our ads uh, for three ninety nine a month, uh, and it shows the support for the uh, the podcast, and we appreciate it. So. Twelve cents a day. That's right. It's I just think. like they say in those advertisements where they have like a poor hey, dying dog yeah, or yeah. like a, a malnourished yeah. child. All oh, He needs is need twenty five cents. Yeah. We're that malnourished child, but in podcast form. So if you guys <laughs> want to support us, <laughs> think of us as your malnourished think podcast of us as a, yeah. child. You know? Do you Do remember Sally? the
2: Sarah McLachlan song of your choice right. playing in the background? Was
3: it? Yeah. Was it Sally? Who was it? Sally Fields, man? she was like
4: starving children. Oh, you're jobs. thinking of Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers. Sally
2: Struthers. Struthers. For only yeah.
4: five cents a day.
2: Yeah.
4: You can support Rock News
3: Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: seriously, only if Bastard. you if you can afford it and only if you want to uh, check it all out. Uh, Anchor.fm slash Rock News Weekly. It's also in the link of the, the description if you guys want to check that out. So mm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Couple albums, well, about a handful, uh, coming out the first, well, first release week of January, even though it's technically the second week of January. Mm. On the 14th, we have some new albums out from Blood Red Shoes, Bonobo, Broken Social Scene, Cat Power, Elvis Costello, and The Imposters have a new one, Orlando Weeks, The Lumineers, and Under Oath. Mm. All coming out the 14th of January, but nothing for the next couple weeks. Bonobo is my clown name. Bonobo. Bonobo. <laughs> bonobo the clown. Bonobo the magnificent. Mm. He's actually mm. a pretty cool, like down tempo electronic musician guy. Who bonobo? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's also uh, a so clown. Check him out. But he could Feels also. I be thought a,
3: you were talking about my clown. Gig. But he dresses right. up as a clown. <laughs> so that's the catch. Oh, that's his
0: gimmick. That's his. That's his deal. Uh, all right, some tour news coming up, guys. Rancid's Lars Fredrickson announces a North American tour it's his first solo album well it's actually an EP and it's called To Victory which apparently is a six track EP featuring stripped down versions of songs from his other bands the old firm Casuals and Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards as well uh-huh. as covers from Kiss uh, and some other stuff so sounds like a cool little tour maybe you know you're a fan of him and Rancid and all that stuff be kind of a cool intimate show he's going to be in Oakland at the Star Line and San Diego Santa Ana Yeah, March and April
3: Go grab a ticket. In fact,
0: uh, you can pick, it up. Pick, pick it, it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick
2: it up. That's right. I see what you did there. That was good. <laughs> that
0: was good. Uh, Weezer gonna be headlining a free concert in Vegas, and it's not just a concert; it's the Drone Racing League Vegas Championship. Vegas Championship. Uh, we should do a commercial for that. That'd oh be fun. yeah. Totally should. Yeah. Uh, what we should like do
2: drones? is yeah, we'll, do like we'll, write a, we'll write a we'll write a pseudo Weezer song. Yeah, we have it yeah. playing and uh drones it, yeah drones. Flying.
0: <laughs> flying in circles i don't know something like tune that. tune in right? next episode <laughs> yeah it'll be good <laughs> <Drones>. uh, <laughs> so yeah they're gonna play on the final day of the races on january 5th uh the event is considered to be the most competitive drone racing series in the world oh, of course, guys so it's not just your regular drone racing event not your yeah, average drone it's, race.
3: that's even more exciting than corn camp <laughs>
0: That's right. You haven't heard about Corn Camp, have you, George?
2: No. Oh, man, we got to play him the ad.
0: Mm. we got to play him the ad. we gotta we got to let yeah. him know about Corn Camp. But yep. Make your reservations now. Make your reservations. It's not, it's not happening until 2028, <laughs> but you, they're taking pre-orders now for, oh, yeah. for Corn Camp. Not going to happen for a while. <laughs> uh, but some rock news this week. Chino Moreno from the Deftones, his new side group. Well, it's not really new. They've been around for about six or seven years, Uh, Crosses. They just signed a new record deal, though, with Warner Music.
3: Oh, and look! They they described it like like I was talking about earlier, dark and dreamo, dreamy electro pop.
1: That's right. So dark and dreamy. Daddy like. So,
4: so dark and
1: <laughs> dreamy. I was so saying,
0: uh, we, when we saw these guys in Coachella's 2014, when their first uh, full-length album out uh, came out uh, on Sumerian Records after three EPs that they did, we had to stay up till like midnight, but it was worth it. It was a really cool show. He was playing like Hoxton. That old film from the 1920s, it's all kind of black and white. It's got, like, witches and different stuff in it. And he had that in the background along with this kind of, like Charles was saying, dark, dreamy, electro-pop kind of style music. It's definitely not like the Deftones. Uh, I would even, you know, say it's not really so rock, but it is pretty cool the way Chino's vocals go with the music. Mm. And it's definitely different and a, a cool project for him, so. Yeah. They were all happy on Instagram, him and his uh, buddy, um, what's his uh, name? Something Lopez, uh, darn it. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> there you go, Turd Ferguson Lopez. <laughs> yes, that's who's in the band. Uh, but anyway, they were very happy about it, uh, congratulating each other, and uh, their new album's going to be coming out soon on Warner awesome. Music Group, so check that out. I love Gino. Gino's the man. He's, he's very active and, and very, um, you know, with the Deftones and everything else, obviously these side projects. Yeah. Keep him keep him busy. So yeah, I, I love time. to see that. Big time. Um, all right. So this was some kind of bad and good news. Newfound Glory's Chad Gilbert underwent su- uh, successful surgery to remove a tumor of his adrenal gland, and apparently he didn't even know that he had this. And there was kind of a scary series of events uh, uh, on his Instagram. You could check out the full story, but basically he says uh, this was part of the post quote. For the last 14 days I've been living in the hospital having cancer removed. Here's the timeline of my unexpected journey. On December 5th, my wife found me unresponsive in bed. I've been waking up drenched in sweat the last few days and we thought I was sick. Not being able to wake me, she called 911 and actually performed CPR mouth to mouth. Apparently, I was doing something called Agonal Breathing and was minutes from death. Agonal Breathing. <laughs> it's a pretty heavy metal band, right? We are Agonal Breathing. Oh, that's perfect. That was perfect. That's really good. Brutal. You ready for a brutal
4: show?
3: Brutal.
0: (laughs) She went on, quote, I woke up with seven paramedics surrounding my bed. I was so confused my blood sugar somehow dropped to 20, and if my wife hadn't found me I would have fallen into a coma or died. Uh Oh. The the paramedics took me to the ER in an ambulance. They couldn't figure out why my blood sugar and my blood pressure were spiking. Uh, I was hooked up to two different drips. I couldn't be separated. Gilbert later revealed that on December 6th, he found out that the tumor was malignant and Mm. he had to have surgery. Uh, He said, I was sedated, drugged up, don't remember anything from surgery day. My surgeon came in the next morning and let us all know he got it all out. Now we just needed the pathology report to make sure no cancer got left in the lymph nodes. Okay. So, uh, on Sunday, December 19th, he says, quote, yesterday was the first time I got to smell fresh air. I'm home with my wife and baby, so thankful to be alive. So. Very yes. cool. That was Chad yeah. uh, Gilbert, the lead or guitarist from uh, Newfound Glory. So I guess,
3: I guess he found his newfound glory. That's right. Well. Yeah,
0: that's right. So and cheers, uh, cheers, to, cheers to him, man.
3: Cheers, cheers, cheers.
0: You know who we're not cheering though?
3: Uh, anti, new, <laughs> newly anti vaxxer Eric Clapton. Well,
0: and apparently he likes to sue old widows over bootleg <laughs> CDs. <laughs> Jesus. That, uh, because this is the new headline that that caught everyone's attention. <laughs> attention, you know the management. Eric Clapton have issued a statement after the musician re- recently won a lawsuit against a widow who tried to sell a bootleg Clapton CD owned by her late husband on eBay. Oh, So it says uh, Clapton will no longer be seeking the damages awarded to him in the case, probably because of the bad publicity. Oh, yeah. Uh, but here's the deal. He, he saw the suit through. The suit initially seemed like a reactionary move from the 76-year-old guitarist. Who lately appears intent on alienating some of his fans by refusing to play concerts where COVID-19 vaccination is required, and yeah. calling pandemic safety guidelines propaganda? Clapton recently aligned with fellow classic rocker Van Morrison in that regard. Oh, I didn't know Van Morrison was. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. Aligned with that? Yeah, that kind of sucks.
3: Oh yeah, that does suck.
1: Weird. Dudes. So
0: the woman in this lawsuit, though, in the CD lawsuit, it's this 55-year-old German resident, Gabrielle. Uh, She inherited the unofficial Eric Clapton Live USA album that her husband had purchased in 1986 after his death. But when she listed it on eBay in July, she received a takedown notice from the auction website, followed by an affidavit from Clapton's lawyers claiming the recording was made without his consent. She said, They told me Eric Clapton had complained. Uh, The CD is said to have been recorded illegally. I received a warning first, then the ruling. My husband bought the CD in a department store, not under the counter. Oh, she was subsequently ordered to pay nearly four thousand dollar fine after appealing a cease and desist from the lawyers. However, apparently taking issue with how the suit played out in the press, Clapton's management on Wednesday, December twenty second, released the clarifying statement. Oh, so what do you think of that? I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty lame. lame.
2: A little weird, yeah. Lame.
0: Like that whole all the details oh, there. I mean. Who do you think's in the right and who's in the wrong
2: I, there? I, I mean, on the one hand, an artist does have the right to control their intellectual property. But, I mean, come on. A bootleg? It would have been cheaper for him to just buy it from her to get it out of circulation. Okay, that's one less one. Oh, yeah. What was she selling it for?
0: Right? A hundred bucks, maybe. You know, or a hundred, hundred bucks.
2: bucks. It could, it's but,
3: like his, that's like his, his a snack. Yeah. But, but to, no, use
2: a, to, to use put, a... use the
0: lawyers on him.
2: Well, yeah, to use a political term, the optics are bad. Yeah. I mean, yes... It's illegal if you think it's a bootleg, but really, is it worth all this?
0: Mm, I know, right? Very true. Yep. All right, so we'll move on to some more rock news. This is kind of cool. A t-shirt belonging to the late Metallica bassist Cliff Burton was returned to his family after 35 years. So check this story out. I'd love to know the details of how uh, this came to be, but... The family's official Instagram page for Cliff Burton, if you guys check it out, it's at Cliff, Bur- at Cliff Burton family, they posted a photo of Faith No More drummer Mike Puffy Borden holding the shirt. Apparently, he's the one who's had it for the past 35 no years. No way. he uh, They said uh, in the post, "Quote: A huge thank you to Mike Puffy Borden for bringing Cliff's original Dawn of the Dead shirt back home from where it belongs. It's been a rollercoaster of emotions, and we appreciate Mike and the person who kept it safe for 30-plus years. Wow. Our only regret is Cliff's father, Ray, isn't here to see it. End quote. So, uh, you know, he passed away while on tour in Sweden in a tragic bus accident. Their tour bus went off the road uh, in Sweden uh, in 1986. But apparently it was a T-shirt that he owned. He was a huge fan of Dawn of the Dead. It was a sleeveless T-shirt. And uh, I'd love to hear the story of how he actually came... To be in possession of that shirt. Yeah. It doesn't say, uh, but I thought that was pretty cool that at least he returned it to the family. Oh, yeah. He was probably holding on to it himself, like, fuck, Cliff Burton gave me this shirt, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, Big we time. were on tour with him or whatever, right? And he, you know, somehow, uh, but I, I think it's better to have it with the family after all that time. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
3: What was that what story we, we, we covered um, a couple of months ago about a uh, some guitarist who got their guitar back after, like, Forty years. Oh
4: yeah, who was
3: that? Like some Japanese dude found it, and it was it was being played by this other like famous Can't Japanese remember. musician.
1: Yeah, did yeah. that trip though.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It like finally got back just, to him. Yeah, people yeah.
0: finally like you know do the right thing. So I think in the end everything works out. In other Metallica news, if you guys are interested, they were streaming. Their shows that they just did last weekend, December seventeenth and nineteenth, it was part of their fortieth anniversary concerts. Yeah, yeah. They did it at the Chase Center, so they're streaming them on the website now. If you guys want to check it out. Yeah, December sixteenth was officially declared as Metallica Day that's in right.
3: San Francisco. Wow. Um, yeah, but the mayor and yeah, Rye if you guys Avenue, missed that, uh,
0: December sixteenth is always Metallica Day in San Francisco now. Yeah. So Metallica that's Metallica Day. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, our last little rock story of the week. Uh, this was. Uh, kind of, okay, so, uh, David Lee Roth, I don't know if you guys know, he's going on his final tour, right? We, we talked about it some weeks ago. Yeah. He's going on his final tour, he's doing a Vegas run. So, David Lee Roth kind of said, he was saying, maybe, uh, Wolfgang and Alex will join me, you know? Some of the remaining members of Van Halen on my tour. And so, Wolfgang was asked about that in a recent interview, and asked if he was going to make a cameo during those dates and he responded quote i don't think so when pressed that roth had mentioned an appearance possibly happening he said he laughed and said quote yeah i know i don't know about that and quote regarding the possibilities of his uncle alex van halen drumming during the run he said quote well i'm not talking for al or anything but i haven't heard i haven't talked to al about it but i mean that doesn't really seem like something Al would do. That'd be cool, though. He went on to say, The thing with Van Halen that people should have learned right now that if doesn't come from them, it's not true. And Al has not made any public statements about this, so I wouldn't expect it. If he didn't say it, it's probably not true. People love to talk about Dad and the way he ran the band, but that's not really true. Al's kind of the one who was in charge and in the way that the band publicly sort of related. Oh, okay. So that was kind of interesting little tidbit there. A lot of people always say that you know, Eddie Van Halen was like, you know, the the main dude that was calling all the shots, the, the you know the taskmaster. But apparently, Alex Van Halen, oh, uh, okay. his brother, was kind of the one that was calling those shots. Uh, so anyway, uh, they, they went on to say this last little tidbit here. He's in the process of updating his father's legendary 5150 studio in L.A., which apparently has a bunch of unreleased recordings, all that stuff. And he was asked about it. He said, quote, like I said, a monumental effort that needs to have its proper time dedicated to which, you know, it'll happen eventually. But as I said, don't plan on it. Don't wait for it.
3: And okay, quote, cool.
0: So it's probably going to take a lot of time, but he's definitely working on it. So. Yeah,
3: we saw uh, Mammoth WBH at uh, Aftershock, and it yeah. was a pretty, pretty awesome They show. were great. Yeah, they were awesome. They're
0: a good band. Remember and that,
3: Lalo? That, that was super cool. Oh, we, yeah. We're going
0: to have tickets actually coming up for their show with oh, Dirty cool. Honey in Sacramento, I think, at the end of February. Dirty honey. Dirty, dirty. Dirty. If you guys want to check it out, we'll have tickets for that.
2: Hello, dirty honey.
0: Oh, yeah, there's one last rock story of the week. There was a, a vocal coach that's apparently a big vocal coach in the rock and music world. His name was Ron Anderson. I didn't oh. know about this guy. I don't know if you know about him,
2: George. i familiar.
0: So he was apparently... Uh, he sounds
3: right out of Anchorman.
0: He oh, yeah. taught all <laughs> kinds of people. Uh, like He was their vocal coach. From apparently like Janet Jackson, Chris Cornell, Axel Whoa. Rose. Just a couple of his students yeah. that this guy, uh, Ron Anderson, uh, worked with. So anyway, M. Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, apparently one of his students as well that got a lot of um, what do you call it? Um, Uh, Guidance guidance. Yes. uh, Teachings from this guy. Uh, And he passed away. And so he was talking about how they all met and what what happened. This was an interesting story. So he goes, quote, in 2004, after waking the fallen, I was having trouble with my vocal folds. I had a surgery to remove blood vessels. That were bleeding into the folds and causing stiffness. I know, right? He went on to say, I heard about Ron's students, Axel, Chris Cornell, Janet Jackson, and decided to go meet up with him about helping me get through the recovery. What ended up happening was a beautiful friendship with a man I deeply admired. He would do anything for his students. If I were in Europe or Asia and I needed him before a show, he would get up at all hours, jump on FaceTime, and warm me up. He did this for everyone.
3: Okay. In 2018,
0: when he was on tour with The Weeknd for Coachella, he was mentoring The Weeknd vocally, which is pretty impressive. He came to my house for dinner with his lifelong business partner and friend, Pipe. We had many friends there celebrating life and drinking wine. We got nice and drunk, expressed how much we loved and respected each other. We all hung out until the sun came up. It was a memory I will never forget. I'm glad that we have that. He's easily one of the most important people in my career. I spent more time and lessons with him than even, even my own family. Hmm. He was a master of his craft, and if there's an entity up there, he's teaching them how to do rolled R's and scales to improve their voice. But how does his family feel about that statement? <laughs> I know. <right>? Mm. <laughs> he was more time with his vocal coach yeah. than his family. But that says vocal. a lot about a vocal coach. I had yeah, no idea. Awesome. It's, it's one of those people you don't really think about behind the stars that really, like, help them be at the top of their game, right? Yeah, yeah. So, very cool. So, RIP to Ron Anderson. Apparently, he passed away at the age of 75. uh, Vocal coach for a lot of people in the rock world and otherwise. And now, a message from one of our sponsors.
4: New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion.
0: He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side.
4: But who walks alone, Nancy? Nancy?
0: With a side of pickles, Jack.
4: Damn it, Nancy! Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent. And a new threat to the guilty.
2: I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries.
4: Yeah, Detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team.
2: There is no team.
4: After a life-threatening disaster, leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny?
2: Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before.
4: My God!
2: You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue.
4: What is it?
2: He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot.
4: My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man.
0: They call him the savior of this city. <laughs> what do they call you, boff? Psychosocial. His existence and mine? A duality, if you will. Or as hamburger man would say it, the Devil and I. What do we do now,
4: boss? We wait, henchman. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus.
2: My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight Greasy.
4: Tiddly Sweeney-Doo as Nancy Groucho.
1: It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug.
4: And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight,
0: Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps.
4: Hammerger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning.
0: So, rock birthdays this week. Charles, take it away. Look at all the birthdays rock this week.
3: birthdays. Uh, Chris rock Chris Robinson, <laughs> come on, lead singer of our of the of the greatest metal thrash metal band, uh, the Black Crows. Mm. He's fifty five. Uh, gotta love the Black Crows, right,
4: Lalo?
1: Oh yeah, well, uh, Christopher Robin.
3: Christopher Robin. Uh, Bobby oh, Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> I love that. I love I love his name, Bobby Columbia Just rolls off. It sounds like the, uh, what was that? Bonabo uh,
1: Bonobo. Bonobo, Bonobo oh, the clown. Binobo?
3: Uh, Bobby Columbia, drummer, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, he sells coke. Uh, and a jazz producer, <laughs> 77. He sells coke. Peter Chris, a former drummer of Kiss. The Cat 76. Man. Oh, yeah, the cat, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, he was right. a whisker guy?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's a whisker guy. Yeah. Oh. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Alan Parsons, all right. Uh, musician, producer, engineer, The Alan Parsons Project, 73. And I'm yeah. surprised. He's not older. He worked
2: on the White Actually, Album. He worked on the White Album. All right. Alice Park. Yeah.
3: Barry Jenkins. drummer <laughs> of the Animals. 77. We got a lot of old people on yeah, this Yeah. Barry a Jenkins. A lot of old people on this one. Yep. Uh, Rick Nielsen, lead guitarist.
4: Cheat trick, baby.
2: Uh, 73. Disputed. Disputed. That's Dis- interesting. Huh? Disputed. There's a lot of
0: these disputed ones in the rock world, man, for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know. It's like they don't want people to know their real age or. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it would be disputed. Cheap <laughs> trick, baby! <laughs> uh, Jorma
3: Jorma uh, Kaukonen. Yep. Uh, Guitarist, singer, Jefferson Airplane. Hot Tuna. Hot Tuna.
1: Hot Tuna.
4: 81.
3: Uh, Adrian Below a guitarist of oh your favorite oh king crimson, king crimson that's, right? dope. that's chris's favorite yep. adrian Ballou. Um, also he's fucking awesome yeah, also worked with david bowie talking heads and frank zappa uh, Nice. Brother. he's yep. 72 and still jam banning it right still making 12 minute long songs <laughs> yeah <laughs> well
0: yeah I, I wouldn't say they're more yeah. jammy but yeah they're they're very precise and like uh super precise above my fucking pay grade you it's know crazy. when it comes to Playing that kind of shit, man. It's crazy. And he's apparently he's very active on social media. I follow him on Facebook and Twitter, and um, or Instagram. And he's working on a new solo album. Oh, actually. okay. So oh, he's nice. going to do a solo album and a tour. And I think with Tony Levin and the Stickmen, uh, that they is Adrian Bellou's Power Trio, and then Tony Levin and Stickmen, and they do like King Crimson stuff and um, their own stuff. It's really amazing. So that sounds
3: great. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, check
0: him out. Amazing guitar. is Still very active and then uh last
3: uh but not least uh harry sharir
0: harry shearer uh, Shearer.
3: harry shearer uh actor <laughs> harry shearer get over here harry Shearer. <laughs> uh, actor comedian saturday night live uh, one trick pony the right stuff this is final tap gotta love this is final tap yeah. got to love This Is Final He tab. was
0: the bassist, Derek um, Smalls.
3: Oh, did you interview him?
0: I did. Awesome. I yep. got to interview Chris, him yep. on his solo album
3: wow. that he released. Yep. It was pretty cool. I listened to that interview. It was a great interview. Um, um, and he's just
0: a great actor, man. I mean, he does all the voices on the He did scenes. it in character? Well, kind of, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did that's it. Good I had no was. idea. He's kind of Derek yeah. Smalls. Uh, they had this album that was called Smalls Change or something. Oh, or that's whatever. right. And it was some kind of new album that he had. And we got to do this interview with him yeah yeah
2: you know sometimes in in a simpsons episode if they're downtown you'll see like king toots music store and all that oh While yeah there's also you'll see it from time to time there's a uh barbershop beauty salon called harry shearers oh that's great. oh nice in springfield yeah oh, nice. as a little tribute to him
0: that's awesome all right some trivia for you guys this week so let's do it. 1975. Oh. This week, this guitarist replaces one of the founding guitarists of the band and remains with the band from that point on. So what guitarist was it? Was it A, Joe Walsh replacing Bernie Leadon in The Eagles, B, Vinnie Vincent replacing Ace Frehley in Kiss, C, Johnny Van Zant replaces Ronnie Van Zant in Leonard Skinner, or D, David Crosby replacing Shifty Steve <laughs> in Crosby's Cocaine... Kookaburra casserole. Oh, I love that group. Mm. That, was a, that was an odd Ooh. group. I love wow. that and even group. for David Crosby, it was kind of an yeah. odd group. I remember
3: um, when they they came on uh, Johnny Carson, and all they did was just snap their fingers in like some somewhat unison, <laughs> right, for like three minutes, to just stare at the audience. Mm. That's all, and it was it was like it was supposed to be like an art piece, right, kind of thing, like but, a beatnik yeah, thing. Awesome, yeah. Absolutely.
2: But instead of that being the applause, that was the act.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when people try to applause, David Crosby was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up! Shot his gun. <laughs> Carson was like, hey, shot his gun into the air. Hey, now. Come on, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep.
2: Absolutely. All right, so what do you guys think? I, I think I know.
0: All right, we'll wait until George, George, knows. Knows. Yeah. No, George knows. We all know
2: George knows.
0: Charles, go ahead. What do you think?
3: Uh, So I'm going to go with a D. Uh, David Crosby replaces Shifty Steve and really? Crosby's cocaine kookaburra Kuka, casserole, <laughs> um, which also the, I I do have the recipe for. It is
2: um, yeah it's a it's, it's
3: a full of cocaine. It's a great recipe.
2: Chalk, you'll,
3: you'll be chock up for days. Full of cocaine.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with D. Okay. I'm go with D. Uh, Lala, what do you think?
1: I'm actually gonna go with C. Johnny Van Zant replaces Ronnie Van Zant because it has to be that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's well, so right good. I'll eat here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so
0: <laughs> All right, what do you think, uh, George? What do you think it is? I'm gonna say A. A. Joe Walsh replacing Bernie Leadon. You would be absolutely correct. Bah. George knows. Joe Walsh replaced uh, Bernie Leadon in the Eagles in this week in 1975. We should do a new skit called George knows. <laughs> yeah, now George
2: don't knows. don't settle knows. me with that. First time I'm wrong. Yeah, that would be good, though. <laughs> we gotta do one,
0: like, something like that. All right, so 1987. This week, guys, we've got some more trivia for you. This band member embarks on the alcohol and heroin binge that sees him pronounced dead, Ooh. though he recovers from that diagnosis. Was it A, Ozzy Osbourne, B, Keith Richards, C, Nikki Six, or D, a Coke-fueled David Crosby? Wow. Ooh, that's so hard. I mean, he, he was living... Some wild times back then that Hansel right it
2: now. could honestly be any one of those uh i know right i know it could those performers
0: yeah. uh because it was it wasn't like they really did die it was like a mere like minute of yes. death and was brought back to life with narcan
4: mm-hmm.
0: um so who do you think it was guys start with you charles
3: i think uh i would say a coke fueled david crosby uh, but he's never been pronounced dead. Uh, exactly. He can't he's, die. He's been, but he's been through many alcohol and heroin binges. That we uh, Yeah, we don't know if he's been pronounced dead. Yeah, it yeah. Could have yeah, yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, even, like, most, most times, like, it hit, he's just standing up against a wall, and he's just pronounced Can dead. Can you be pronounced <laughs> dead? You're dead inside already? I know. <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs>
2: have someone call it. Oh, he's—I uh, pronounce you yeah. he emotionally dead.
3: It's not a, its not Ozzy Osbourne, although he had a very close call in 1986, and and he started kind of slouching down, and then he called
2: Mister Crowley,
3: and then he came over and revived him. So that's no not kid, Ozzy that's that that's story? Huh? That's actually, what happened? Wow! In Ale- yeah, and in, in, uh, no kid, was it, Alexander Crowley.
0: Um, Alistair. Alistair
3: Crowley. Yeah, Alistair Crowley just popped out of nowhere and just like yeah, way, came back from the
0: dead century later. Alchemy, and then he was yeah. good to go.
3: Uh, Keith Richards. Um, <laughs> he's he's a walking, talking alcohol and heroin binge. Um, he's been doing alcohol and heroin since uh, since the day he was born in 1874. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, I'm gonna go with Nikki Six. Nicky six, C. okay. I'm go with C. Lala, what do you think?
1: I'm actually, I'm gonna go with Ozzy Osbourne. I'm gonna go with A oh, because okay. I know he's been pronounced dead multiple times. And to revive Ozzy Osbourne, you just have to like crack a bat above him and just right. let the blood like kind yeah, of pour over blood, him. Blood.
0: Bat blood, you're let gonna a little go with bit Ozzy Osbourne. A. Seep
1: into his pores. Right. Yeah. Instead yeah.
0: of like a, um, what is it that you crack and you smell like a smelling
1: oh, salt? yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly it's like a like that it. that's
2: an amyl nitrate. Fat.
0: Quick! Somebody get
3: some! Get somebody get a bat! Crack a bat and and it open, crack it open and bleed it, bleed into his mouth.
1: And he just like <laughs> he shoots up without like actually moving his arms or legs, just like The Exorcist. He just floats.
3: Yeah. You know this reminds me of. This reminds me Sharon. of. Um, I can picture this. This sounds like. With his T Rex arms. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> With his Mr. Burns arms.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, okay, so you guys remember the movie Abyss? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. you know uh, when he's trying to revive her, uh-huh. and, and instead of just doing, like, the normal kind of CPR that, like, most people would do, right, that with What's-His-Face-A-New-Found-Glory, guys' wife did, do, instead yeah, it he saved just starts life beating the shit out of her chest with his fist. <laughs> oh, And my. that's how she comes violent by. rage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's it, it's it's so inaccurate, you know, like, you know, but still I want to try it on somebody who's dying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, like, that try, sounds like a good plan. on their chest yeah. with a
3: fist. That sounds like a good plan. I digress.
0: Uh, George, you do you,
2: you No, George, know? George I I I agree. I think it's uh, Nikki, and I think this was the very thing that uh, the "Kickstart My Heart" song
0: exactly. Yeah, the basis Nikki Six. It yes. was the inspiration for "Kickstart My Heart" because that's what they literally did yeah. with Narcan. Those guys and used to dead. shoot
2: yeah. whiskey oh, yeah. into their veins. They were
0: crazy. Yep. They would. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're lucky. Those guys
3: are are not dead. Whiskey veins is a good name for a whiskey
2: veins. Yeah, you saw them with agonal breathing,
0: like a uh, southern rock band. Oh yeah, whiskey veins opening up for agonal breathing. Yeah, Mm. right. That's a great bill. Yeah. Uh, all right, so apparently, hatchet. was the third biggest opening of all time Whoa. for Woo. any movie in the United States ever, which is kind of crazy. Whoa! And it happened uh, during the pandemic, which is kind of nuts too.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It made 253 million dollars in the first weekend. The first weekend. Wow! Not even total. Awesome. And it's now the third best over uh, among all films. Replacing 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens.
2: Now is that a combination of box office, and it was also on HBO.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't. No. Now this is Plus? all box office. This is all yeah. box office. Yeah, office? Wow. And that's why I think it, wasn't? That it was on such Disney a Plus? response like
3: that. That's
2: amazing that people actually went out yep. to see yeah. it.
3: Yep. The Matrix was released to um, to HBO Max. though so. So oh, I'm, HBO might,
2: Max, yeah.
0: yeah. I, might, I might actually watch that one. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. down to watch that. Oh,
2: yeah, maybe it's a free weekend because it's a holiday.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, biggest. Yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. biggest openings ever. Um, kind of crazy.
3: Well, I'm sure it deserves it. I mean, yeah. it's great, great, great movie. Friends like it.
0: Um, this was interesting. I don't know if you guys heard about this. TikTok is partnering with this thing called Virtual Dining concept, mm-hmm. uh, concept, Concepts to launch this thing called TikTok Kitchens which is a delivery-only service that will serve some of the trendiest recipes on the app. So mm. a lot of people that watch TikTok, they watch it for <laughs> the uh, viral, like, uh, recipes. Of the, There's these things called um, smash burgers, these cheese-covered pasta chips, uh, viral-baked feta pasta, uh, these other ones that are like these corn ribs. Oh, yeah. Different things like that, right? So what they're going to do is they're going to make use of a restaurant's existing kitchen and employees, but will provide the training, food packaging, and the recipes. So they'll start at like six ninety nine for a burger or something, and they'll train the restaurant to make the TikTok viral recipe. Yeah. And then they'll sell it to you on a delivery service. Well wow. Like DoorDash or something. And
3: then Eric Clapton will sue them,
0: and then he'll sue you. Eric Clapton. Will sue <laughs> That's a bootleg burger. I made that burger yeah. in nineteen seventy two. Yeah. I'll see you in Colt. You're not
3: vaccinated, are you?
0: Well, I ain't playing your shitty town anyway. <laughs> you want me to
3: get a vaccine? Hey, uh, our, our uh, teenage expert, how do you feel about TikTok, Lala?
0: I can't does offer Does that sound like... appealing to you, like a TikTok type of like where you could order a, a viral video recipe on that you would see on TikTok and order it? Or does that just sound like, I don't know, out of touch or too trendy or something or what?
1: They're trying very hard, and it's almost sad, but like I I can't offer like too much of an unbiased opinion because of just my inherent TikTok like hatred, you know, for everybody running through fences screaming the Kool-Aid man like, hey! All the challenges and stuff. Yeah, the TikTok challenges. I mean, it's a a cool concept, I guess, if it was like associated with any other app. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. I know. They're their, their trying to make their mark, aren't they? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so check this out. News from around the world. A couple of stories to finish it off here. Blame the boomers, reads mm. the headline. Uh, so this is why we're having a labor shortage. A whopping 90% of the 3.6 million people who left the labor force last month were over the age of 55. Oh. According to a new report, many decided to retire because of concerns over the pandemic, while others were forced out of their jobs because of business slowdowns. In sectors. Wait, um,
3: 55 is the boomer generation? I thought it was a little older than that. The boomers? Yeah, I thought boomers were born in, like, the 50s.
1: I thought it was, like, more of, like, a mindset.
3: Uh, it's, it's basically our parents. Because this would mean Eddie Vedder is a boomer.
2: Yeah, G- Gen X is mm-hmm. uh, 65 to 80. So, before that, uh, 45 to 65 are baby boomers. Okay.
3: Yep. Yep. All right, all right.
1: Yep.
0: like, my dad just turned... Like 64, 65, that era, and he's considered a baby boomer. Gotcha. It was yeah. right after the war, right? And yeah. this was the generation yeah, 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 of yeah. The kids that were born in the uh, late 50s. From yeah. 1945
2: after the war to 1965, was okay. that? Yeah, that's right. kind
0: of like where I was like kind of thrown off a
3: bit because yeah, the boomers the were like boomers. right that's after the, the war. right so around know? the edge.
0: Yeah, so that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So 90 percent though of the 3.6 million people who retired were over the age of 55 oh okay so that is a lot so that's why everybody's like well no one no one where's the jobs what's going on no one wants to work yeah that's huge because the motherfuckers all took their fucking retirement Mm -hmm. right now and that's why we don't have any social security fucking money in the coffers because it's getting cleaned out right now with this generational like shift oh yeah well that's
2: just it you know the boomers made money on what they paid into the system But, they're uh, getting
0: the best deal. They are. We're going to get the fucking shaft. Yeah. 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 Well, by the time that we want to retire, right. there's not going to be anything left. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Gen Xers and everyone else is going to have to work until they're 75. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah,
3: until we die. Um, <sighs> until I remember you die. working for this company, doing a safety gig for this company. And uh, and when I first got there, they were like, oh, yeah, our biggest problem are millennials that's our biggest problem and then Uh i went to this uh it was all it was all a boomer generation people that were that were saying that yeah and then i went to this conference i actually spoke at this conference and at this conference uh afterwards i was talking to people and they like i spoke at the conference and afterwards i was sitting on this table and people were asking my table questions out of the audience and they were like well how do you feel about millennials and i was like well honestly like i'm not a millennial but I think that they get a little bit of a bad rap, and people were like, "Boo,
0: boo, <laughs> burn in my life, bear yeah,
4: in my life, <laughs> now, burn in my life, <laughs> boo."
3: And then, uh, uh, and then later on, it's crazy because I was like, "I'm gonna dig into this, right?" So I dug into it, and I looked up the statistics. I, I reached back the injury history that these people had in like eight or nine different facilities back ten years, right? Right. And I found that a whopping three <laughs> percent. What a lot were people under the age of 25, and the 97% was people that worked for 10, 15, 20 years for the company. And the majority of those recordable injuries were from people that were anywhere from 35 to 60. And I was just like, What? Because it was like, Oh, yeah, it's all of our new people and all these millennials, they don't give a shit. And I'm like, Eh, uh, no, because I was, I was saying that. I was like, without even, you know. Yeah, being that statistic- sounds wrong. Yeah, yeah it that sounds, just sounds wrong, wrong. right? Because they're the people who get all the training. They're the people who go in kind of trying to secure a job. Like, they're Most, fucking yeah. 20 yeah. years on
0: the floor. Oh,
3: Why yeah. the fuck are they getting injured?
0: Exactly. That's,
2: that's the really yeah. interesting thing about about the American workforce now is that if you work in, let's say, an office retail anywhere, you can have a war baby. You've got boomers, Xers. Gen wise, and then like even to the spectrum of uh, you know the full spectrum of 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 all of the wise, and and they're all working together, all motivated by different things. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting.
3: It's super interesting. I mean, from from in the safety realm, like you know. Th- there, there, are the older veteran employees are our biggest problem, right? Because the, the newer, yeah. the newer ones will be like,
4: well, I don't know if I should do that because OSHA says no.
3: And then the 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 older generation's like,
4: well, no, you just stick your hand right in there. Yeah.
3: Or
2: yeah. we've been doing, doing it that between. way for years. Or they're yeah, exactly. the ones that want
0: to try and get something because they're uh, one foot out the door. Yeah. And maybe they want to try and create an accident uh, that'll give them some kind of little uh, buffer yeah, as yeah, they yeah, go yeah. into yeah. retirement. Yeah, and I gotta say I'm working with somebody that's like older and just doesn't give a shit because oh, they're yeah. already like one foot out the door. They don't care. The jobs getting restructured. Yeah. So they just don't don't care at all. Is it David Crosby? It is not it's David, definitely Crosby. David Crosby. Oh, okay. but if it was, I'd be, uh, you know. Probably in fear for my life that he'd come in with a six shooter, yeah. uh, greased up, <laughs> and just start going to town. Yeah.
2: Did you guys know I was in a birds tribute band?
0: That's right.
4: Oh, really?
2: And uh, we had it when I joined. There was already a twelve spring player, so he was already doing the Roger McGuinn. I did all the Crosby stuff No Which way. was great David I loved or... playing Crosby's lines did
3: you, did you do the Crosby stuff Or the Coke-fueled David Crosby No
2: thing? No, there was no Nothing No <laughs> No Coke-fueled No chemicals But I loved playing his, his lines He is oh.
0: awesome He really is a good musician um, Alright, so check this out, guys Did you know <laughs> That the Earth is spinning faster than it was 50 years ago. Oh, you mean Whoa. the flat Earth? Dun, dun, dun. You mean the flat Earth is spinning like this? Yes. Like a record on a turntable? <laughs> in constant, yes. So oh, check this out. This man. is really interesting. I thought it was kind of flat Earth. Kind of crazy. Spinning faster. So there's the physical laboratory in UK that's that like, uh, keeps track of all this stuff. Millions of years ago, the Earth rotated 420 times a year. Now, 420. I know, right? <laughs> now it rotates 365 times a year. But right now, the Earth is rotating a bit faster. And they say that if the rotation increases further, it will affect the atomic clock oh. and require negative leap seconds to be added. Okay. The atomic clock is pre- uh, extremely precise. measures time by the movement of electrons that have been cooled to absolute zero. So to keep the atomic clock in line with the number of seconds the leap seconds have been added every 18 months or so since 1972. There's never been a negative leap second added, and a system designed to make that possible hasn't been tested. Mm. So they're like at a crossroads. They don't know what to do, and it's kind of crazy. By the way, Lalo, I know you're kind of young, but the atomic
3: clock is just this German dude that's dressed in a skin-tight silver leotard. Oh, nice.
2: Mm. That's all. In Union Square in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen that dude.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: has he aged at all or is he just no. like an immortal being? No.
3: He has an <laughs> aged like at all. He's like Methuselah. He's like Methuselah.
1: Powered by radiation.
3: radiation. Uh, I feel the world spinning faster. Do you? Yeah, yeah. and I like that. Um, I like that. I well, like check that
0: this out. That they that found, found a car I sized like. bug.
1: Okay, that's terrifying. That's yeah. horrible. I don't yes. want that.
0: They say that they found this bug and it's the size of a car and it looked roughly like a millipede, which is even creepier. Uh, luckily, this bug died somewhere between 359 million and 299 million years oh, ago. Oh, good! I it was current during oh, yeah. the Carboniferous period, according to Live Science. The scientists oh, okay. think it may have been the largest anthropod ever, which is pretty crazy. Oh, the size yeah, of a yeah. bug, a millipede, like a bus. Where was that bug found, Chris? Uh, in England. And <laughs> where in England? Wait. Northumberland. <laughs> okay. Wait a
2: second. Wait a second. I'm still chipping on that Carboniferous.
4: Carboniferous.
2: Carboniferous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Carboniferous. Carboniferous. Yeah. That's another dope metal band. Name. Agonized breathing with their new album.
0: With Carboniferous, Carboniferous period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> We're from Northumberland. North Feel Carboniferous Period. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, oh, we had yeah, the other one too. I forgot. It was agonized.
1: Agonized breathing.
3: Wagonathons pity
2: wow oh no agonal, no agonal breathing
3: agonal
0: breathing agonal breathing
3: wagonathon's pity. <laughs> uh,
0: pity with agonal breathing. okay check it out christmas comet is coming guys have no. you heard about it no? no well it is coming on christmas and well by the time you guys are hearing this you're hearing it on the 27th so it already happened uh but you guys can check out some youtube footage of it i guess Uh, So, apparently, this is pretty cool because it it won't happen for another 80,000 years. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, It's only visible in the early morning sky, but its journey has now made it more prominent in the evening sky. It's called the Christmas Comet, and it's also called Comet C2021A1. It will appear in the evening sky throughout the rest of the year. So, actually, you'll still be able to see it throughout uh, the end of the last week of December. Oh, cool. Ah. So, you should look for it sooner rather than later as it will become dimmer and dimmer heading into the last days of the month. Um, Program executive, they say, this comet should be visible with a backyard telescope or binoculars. It may be visible to the naked eye under very clear uh, conditions. He says it will look like a fuzzy green star with a small tail.
3: My favorite part of this is it says um, that it's called the Christmas Comet, and then it's also called Comet C2021 A1, and then it's more commonly referred to
0: as the Comet Leonard.
2: Leonard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: what? what is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Leonard Leonard the Comet. He's coming well, around. Leonard. Uh, so check him oh, out because Chester. it won't happen again for another 80,000 years, guys. So don't miss it.
4: Yeah, the comet's A one five six ninety. We also call it the Pinnacle Comet, and most uh, commonly and warmly referred to as Chester. Chester, Chester.
0: perfect name Chester. for it. All right, last uh, cool it. space thing of the of the week here. Scientists have pinpointed when the sun will explode. Oh, oh yeah. good news! It won't be for another five billion years, guys. Mm. So we still got plenty of time. Oh, good. Yay! Our, our sun is middle aged. So it's going through a midlife crisis right now. Give it some space. It wants to
2: drive a Ferrari. Oof. It wants to, you know, do its thing. He just started drinking sanka, so have a heart. <laughs> yeah, give it the life. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and great nuts. Our son is drinking sanka. sanka. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and has Metamucil. I'm going through a
3: midlife crisis Boost. right now. I'm actually doing a motorcycle safety class. Uh... Uh, In about 30 days. Oh, yeah. So you're just like the sun. I am just like the sun. Very nice. You're going to start drinking Senka and eating grape nuts. (laughs) And sure. (laughs) And
0: sure. (laughs) That's a good uh, good place to leave it. Thank you guys for tuning in every week. And throughout this past year, we really do appreciate it. We had uh, a really great year in 2021. Thank you guys for always tuning in and uh, checking out the show. Tell your friends about it. If you you think you know somebody to enjoy our weird humor or the rock stories that we talk about, rocknewsweekly.com Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at rocknewsweekly thank you guys have a great uh, 2022 coming up and thank you for everything this past year have a great one Peace. peace peace